Hi, hello, what is going on? What is up? Michelle here from The Fuel Pod, AKA Fuel My Run. And I'm just chilling. Just kidding. I just finished editing this podcast and I'm recording an intro, letting you know what the heck you're about to listen to. You know what I mean? Today, I got to talk with an old friend. He's a neighbor from Chico, California. I haven't spoken with him in forever. We did the math and it came out to like five years ago or something like that the last time I saw him. So I got to catch up, learn about his journey through school um, to where he is now. And he's actually a doctor of physical therapy and he has his own freaking practice. So cool. So we talk about a lot of stuff, as you can imagine. Just a warning in the beginning. I bleep out a couple times, but I do cuss like a sailor, but I think it's because I'm excited to see him. (laughs) Do what you want with that information. We talk about starting a business during the pandemic, what physical therapy really is and who needs it. So we talk about how people look at it as alternative medicine and what that really means. So I don't know. Maybe you're like, duh, I know what it is, but we dive a little bit deeper, okay? We talk about what runners need to know because I'm assuming there's some runners out there. Holla if you're a runner (laughs) or don't. You don't have to. We talk about what you need to do to get back to running if you may have a nagging injury. And we also talk about one of the biggest questions known to mankind, which is, does running make you have bad knees? Dun, dun, dun. I feel like that would have been a better sound effect to add in post. So maybe I'll add that in. But anyway, Drew gets a little bit heated. And this is also after a couple glasses of wine too. I don't know. Does the conversation get wild? I'll let you be the judge. But anyways, let's hop right in right now. Drew's giving me crap for meeting on Skype because he's like, who uses Skype? And I'm like, I do. And yeah, we're just going to piggyback off of that conversation. Hello, Drew. Anyone I know that's using Skype. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even understand. First of all, hi. Oh, my uh, God. I haven't seen your face in years. No, it's crazy. It's good to see you. Literally every single person I've ever done Skype with, like all of my freaking podcasts and stuff, I've never got it to work the first time. You're the only person. Hey, there you go. Do they have Skype is the real question. Oh, wait, Skype is like the OG, I'm pretty sure. I'm, it is. It is. I just haven't used it in a long time. Um, but you realize like we're old enough now where there's a lot of new technology that like we are not, not as good at. as. No, like <laughs> I try to figure out like applications and like fancy like internet stuff for like building websites and all this stuff. And I'm like, Dude, I feel like if I was 14, I would definitely get this, but it's really You used to pawn noobs. You got that right. Um, You taught me that Yes, good. You know what made me laugh, though? It's like you signed off on your email with Woot, and I was like, that is such a fucking classic thing to say. I was like, I don't think I've ever met somebody who uses that as like goodbye. Yeah, like Woot. Well, that's part of like getting out of the corporate world. I realize emailing and just like certain communications are so formal to a degree that no one ever acts like that in real life. And so I've made it like very like grammar. Yes. Really important. I will sign with Woot. I will (laughs) like, I don't care. I I want it to be like humanizing, you know? Yeah, Agreed. I think it's always too, like, it's not the body. It's not the message. It's like, 
the intro to the email and the like outro are always so scripted and like boring where it's like this is hurting my soul a little bit happy monday <laughs> for our last email correspondence oh that's funny so you're in uh minneapolis yeah yep minnesota Damn. minnesota are, do you have an accent now no not quite yeah we've been living here for uh three years two and a half years so since i got out of wisconsin basically that's amazing are you guys downtown close enough yeah uptown if there's any people who are from um from the cities and listening we're in uptown so it's i think like, i have a couple of minnesota up. listeners yeah hey there might be honestly it's a big metro so we're like right by lake calhoun area bidet makaska wow that, that means nothing but they changed the name so that's what you're supposed to say now so <laughs> You said it with a little bit of sass and flair, so I just went with it. I yeah, love it. Go. It looks nice. It's like still light out, which is crazy because it's like 8.20 there, right? It's nuts, yeah. It's actually like the the summers here are really awesome, like super awesome. And it's like green and not so bad. It's just, uh, yeah, it's like Chico. The summers suck. Like here, the winters kind of suck, but you got to just deal with it. You didn't like the summers in Chico? I did growing up. I wouldn't now. Like growing up, they're amazing, right? Why? Because like, you're like old and you can't stand it. <laughs> that, yeah, that too. I well, also know. summers growing up, I think you just like anywhere because you have summer vacation. That and like we had nothing to do. So I was always like on my bike at night, like riding around. And you're like out at night and you're like, it's warm and nice. And that that's fun. But like That was fun every day being in like the 110 and you're just trying to like live you had a pool in your backyard i did you did too no yeah we did i had a really cool pool back at yeah. that old house that was that was fun i feel like i never went in your pool that wasn't like which i feel like we didn't take advantage of our pools growing up in chico which always hurt my dad's soul i don't know about how your parents felt about that <laughs> my dad used the pool the most i mean he probably but so did my dad your dad's in Minnesota right now, yeah? Yeah, he's like your neighbor. Where are your parents? Are they still at the house? Same house, dude. We still. literally, like, we did a, maybe I already told you this on the phone, but when Anna and I were there, we did a little, like, drive around Chico to show Mark. You've met Mark, right? Her boyfriend? Yeah, yeah, he's a really cool guy. Love Mark. Like, where did he come from? He's amazing. Yeah. Um, that was a <laughs> but we did like a drive through Chico and we were like showing him where everything was and he was pretending to be like, oh yeah, cool. But it was really more so just for Anna and I. And we drove past your house. I was like, oh my gosh, it's Drew's house. I'm just, oh, so nostalgic. It is. And it looks like almost dead the same too. So it's like. No basketball hoop. I know. No hoopers to play, dude. I... No hoopers, no hoop. I would always ride down to Drew's house on my old bike, which was like, <laughs> do you remember that bike? It was like yeah, half mountain, mountain bike. bike. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a pink children's size. <laughs> and I never wanted to ride it because I never thought it looked cool. But then Drew would always ride it. <laughs> hey, dude, a bike's a bike. You got to do was a pretty. That was a pretty hipster of you to just pull that it was. off. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah, so, it was you telling me that you were uh, beating me in, well, two things I was gonna I was gonna clear the record one you were correct one you were not you said that I copied your homework and that's oh, yes. <laughs> which is hilarious because we're gonna get into Drew's background and where he is where he is you not even homework in geometry class which is where we met freshman year of high school 
We did we sit next to each other? Or like, how did that happen? I don't remember. How do you not remember? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, we did at one point sit next to each other, but Drew would always ask me, he'd be like, what are we doing? Or it would be a test. He'd be like, hey, <laughs> number three, what you got? <laughs> I mean, come on, we all, we've all we all done it. We're not going to go to jail now. But yeah, Drew, Mr. Cheat and Geometry, is now a doctor of physical therapy. You knew, this is where I envy actually you, because I was very much into getting like, at least a 4.0, like higher with freaking APs, like taking, just killing myself mentally. And I think it actually has really impacted me now. And I wish I would have tapped into a smart person like your brain where you're like, I know exactly what I need to do to get by and I'll learn the information that I want to learn, but I'm not going to waste my time, you know, stressed out, which is so painful. I mean, you're probably looking at how I'm sitting right now and you're like, your stress level with your posture is like really fucked up, but um, I envy people like you who were able to get by with maybe less mental stress and anxiety than I did. I don't know. I'm not saying that you didn't have stress or that kind of stuff, but do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I think that's totally accurate. I mean, I think though too, it's just like, there's pros and cons to both. Cause like you develop like, like your personality is very like, like, I think you nailed it, but that's not necessarily always like it has good and bad. Like you're, you get good at always giving your all which is a positive right like the stress thing is the side effect but it's like if you're only doing I guess like I was only doing what I know I needed to do and that can be okay but then you need to know like that you can do more when the time's required and that's like the risk I think of like sandbagging is like then then what if you really need to turn it on but you haven't really been like flexing those muscles you know and then so i mean i know in my own life like that's that's like the risk to my like nature is like more chill and like not wanting to get the 4.2 ap classes but that's the (laughs) negative to that you know so i think it's pros and cons that's really eye-opening because i i mean you always want what you don't have i guess in a way like i wish that i was able to which has actually burnt me out in the corporate world was always giving my all and always like going over and above burned me out. And I mean, I'll tell you my story, but like every company I jumped to, I would just burn out and have to go to another and burnout is real. How did you get to where you are now? You went to, um, Cal state. Humboldt. Why can't I ever remember the name? Humboldt. California, yeah, Cal State Humboldt. The way you say it, see, it's, it's like you make me question what you're saying. But yeah, C-S-U-H. <laughs> no, is that it? I yeah, I think you're right. I just say Humboldt, but yeah. what were you the like Mountaineers or something? The Lumberjacks, dude. The Lumberjacks. Same thing. But okay, so you went there, you played soccer, and then like, how did you end up where you are now, school-wise and stuff? Yeah, so. I went to Chico State for the remainder of school when I came back um, and did Was exercise. Was that a hard transfer? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, not really. I did a two semesters at Butte. So I did two transfers. So Butte's the community college where we grew up. And then so I transferred from Butte to Chico State, which is like super common. So it was really easy. I don't remember any like issues with that. And then, uh, yeah, I went did exercise physiology. I knew I wanted to do PT school stuff by then. So that was like a, 
good major to transition into PT school stuff. And then uh, went out to University of Wisconsin, which is in Madison, like the, the main campus. You are downplaying that. That is the top PT school in the United States. That's not true. It's not. It's like. I thought it's it, like, what it is. It's in like the top 10. It's a good school. It's a really awesome city too. And our friend Anna Bartel, <laughs> she's out there too. So it was cool. I had like some Chico people and yeah, the city of Madison's awesome and did my doctorate there and then graduated in 2018 and then came up to Minneapolis and started working outpatient uh, orthopedic stuff at a chiropractic office with a chiropractor, which is really, really fun. And I was there until like two months ago when I started Align Online. So that's kind of the route. Why did you stop working? Are you still working there? Or you said you stopped two months ago? Yeah, I did stop. How'd you make the decision? Be blunt <laughs> and honest. Yeah, blunt and honest. I think the blunt and honest thing is like, there's never the perfect time. So you just had to like pull the trigger. And it was something I had been thinking about since COVID when I built the built the program and built like a line online, like the, the meat and bones of it and wanted to do it, but just wasn't ready financially, mentally. Like, to, yeah, that's to... a lot. <laughs> so no real like super big reason besides that it was just time and like it had to be some time. And so you got to just pick a time. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm having a moment right now. I'm like getting transported back into high school, just like playing basketball and hanging out like at the Creek. And now like we're literally old as f It's accurate. Right, Talking about building a business. December, dude. We both are. Remember our birthdays? We're birthday buddies. Are we really? Drew, I'm actually really upset you didn't remember that. Your birthday's the 14th, right? 18th. See, I don't feel that bad anymore. Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, my dad's is the 19th. Yours is the 18th. I'm the... 16th. 21st. Damn. It's okay, I didn't remember yours. But I'm more upset that you didn't remember that mine is in December. We're turning 30 this year. So, okay. You, now you ended here. You decided you took the... You took the leap, especially during COVID. It was like really hard to find the right time to like make moves. Was it kind of weird too? Did you have to transition? Because LA, like everything shut down. I know like around the US, I'm pretty sure it was like that most areas and you've always lived in a pretty populated area. But when you worked for the chiropractor or worked with the chiropractor, were you in office or how did that even work? Yeah, I mean, we were, but we... So when I created a line online is when we actually closed down, like when COVID first hit and like everything was shut down, we, uh, we closed the office for like six weeks. So we closed for six weeks, but then the rest of the time we came back and we're in person with masks basically. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good time to like start an online business. That's for sure. It was nice. Cause I had that idea and then it was like, you're getting, you know, you're getting paid to kind of like create something so without that like it did take a long time to like put together the website and like the videos and like set up the third-party app and so that was like a super nice head start and I didn't know like there's so much stuff you don't know that you're gonna have to do and so it, it takes like a lot of time and it and it was really nice like now when I quit like I knew the product worked because I had treated quite a few people most of them for free just like friends and family but I knew that like 
it worked before I quit. So that was nice. What's the product? Yeah. So basically I'm doing like online physical therapy, specializing in like helping people with their posture. So it's like video visits. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> video so visits straight. and then prescribe like prescribing exercises that I filmed of myself and somebody just doing exactly the exercises that I would do with people in person and then the right ones for that person. And we meet once a week and kind of update it and get to their goals. So it's basically like physical therapy online, um, mainly for posture. Align online. It's catchy. No, I love that. I think, I mean, I feel like anyone could benefit from fixing their posture, especially I get it. Like every time I go to like a massage therapist, they're like, you sit down all day or you do a lot of physical activity or you do this. I'm like, bitch, I know, I know my posture is messed up or like, my shoulders are super tight and like all this stuff. I'm like, I know, but then I don't really do much on my own to fix it, which I feel bad about that. But (laughs) if you had to give, um, well, one, I think it's really beneficial for anyone to work with you. So if anyone's interested, I'll link all of your information in the description. We'll talk more about that too. But what are like a few tips that you just give to anyone to work on their posture, just be more well roundedly healthy? Yeah. And I think like going all the way back, like this isn't, this is general advice, like of what I think is helpful for everybody is why don't you fix something that you know is not good. And I'm the same way. And a lot of the times it's when like, I don't understand why, (laughs) like, why is it happening? Like, why is your neck tight? Like, you know, vaguely it's from like sitting poorly, but you don't understand like what you could actively do to fix it. And I know for me, unless I can understand and see a pathway from like the start to the finish of like, what am I actually trying to do and how is it going to help me? So a lot of what I'm doing right now is mainly just putting out like educational content for like people to understand like the importance of posture, what they can do to fix it and like what would be the end goal and like what that would look like. Cause being able to see like, where, where do I want to be? is is crucial for me at least and i know for a lot of people they just want to understand like what's going on and why they should do something about it but 100 percent. you kind of think like oh shoot like my body's just deteriorating or you know you just think like i'm older or xyz but i i really think that's so important and such an eye-opener for people to realize like what the end goal is of where they could be if they were to change something or like do a specific exercise or xyz so yeah and it was like listening to your other podcast too and I think the other thing I was gonna mention that's like very applicable to anyone and and running in general is just like the sense of okay you know where you want to get to with running you know where you want to get to physically one aspect is you, you don't really know how to get there. And that's what we just talked about. But the other aspect is like, you don't know what steps to take in what order. Like okay. it's hard to form the habit to slowly build to that goal unless you have like someone helping you. hundred percent. Right? Like, I mean, you know. even, yeah, like, like you're saying, it relates to running too, like working with a coach. It's not just like, yeah, you can find a program online and try to like fit into something that's like made for the masses. But when you have like an individualized, like literally do this exact thing at this time, this day and like, comp- and then, you know, 
it molds into like, and then you do this the next day and then this the next day because you're going to get to this goal, whether it's running a marathon or not having back pain. It's so important. Totally relatable there. Yeah. And I know like just like you probably do with working from people, like working with hundreds of people with the same problem, like that is literally why they don't get there, right? It's like, yes. if they don't have that help, that accountability, that vision of like where they want to get to. And I'm like that with other things, right? This is just like your, your expertise is with running, mind, physical therapy, like people listening whose expertise is like finances, banking, design, like there's tons of stuff I need help with. And like, 100%. the reason I don't do it is because I don't have those things, right? Like the accountability, the vision, like the step-by-step, like that's really what I wanted to create for people because I just know that's going to get people to where they want to go better. So Drew, preach. That's amazing. One, I'm just like so proud of you and so happy for you. Like it's insane. And I'm not just saying that because it's like you say that for someone when they like do something like I'm actually like really, really happy for you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I love that. To do anything, like you're saying financial goals too, it's like, (laughs) it's hard because it's like you don't have most people unless you like specialize in finance or, you know, whatever it is, you don't have that knowledge that you would need to meet the goals. And so that's why you talk to a financial advisor. That's why you, or if you're a special type of person, put in like hella research to figure (laughs) it out. There's nothing wrong with like, that's why I want to put out like, it's good, it's better to educate yourself as much as possible. Like it doesn't have to be one or the other. Like you should know what you're getting yourself into and be able to discern like, does this person know what they're talking about? Is this completely BS? And like, that's why I post the content. Like even if you just want to get help from someone in your city, like you should know (laughs) if it's gonna help or not and make a good decision. Like that's super important with anything we talk about, finances, all of that stuff. Like. But. Thank you for adding that in. It's absolutely perfect. Yeah, I'm going to get a glass of wine because I drank my beer. So Meet back in three. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's wine time. Little intermission here while we're pouring glasses of wine. But obviously, he's not, we're not in the same place. I think you picked up on that earlier. Anyway, you get it. If you can give this podcast five stars wherever you're listening, if it's an option, <laughs> which on Apple Podcasts, I know it is. Maybe leave a review if you're feeling a little saucy. That would be awesome. And it really helps me out. I actually got to talk a little bit with Drew's girlfriend because I was like, Drew is not the one buying wine here. What did you buy? And it looked way too cool and nice. <laughs> okay, let's get back into the conversation. I started drinking my beer so early in the in the game that I had to switch it up. I'm drinking a ball back right now. But I usually Ooh. go for like, unless it's like a special occasion, the $10, $12 range, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Maximum. Yeah, max. We'll, we'll see where the business goes. Maybe it'll go up to like a $15, $17. Yeah, going to buy me $50 bottles of wine. <laughs> Woo! Every we're on night. The way. We're on the way. So. Can you imagine? Cheers. And Cheers. nice meeting you, Kaylee. Yeah, nice meeting you too. So, I mean, with physical therapy, I just kind of was thinking about this when this is going through life and I was like, physical therapy. I feel like when you say you're going to PT, it's everyone just thinks like, oh, my back hurts. I need to get that fixed. But I feel like it's so much more than just certain ailments 
that you need to get fixed. What is physical therapy to you? Like coming from the background of being a doctor in it. Yeah, you're thinking about it correctly for like the one certain thing. Like you're thinking about outpatient orthopedics, which I was in, right? Like 30 year old person having pain at Orange Theory, they come and see you, you try to figure it out and help them. But there's also like, it's like nursing or being a physician. You could be in pediatrics treating children. You could be in geriatrics treating adults. You could be in neuro. You could be in cardio rehab. So there's there's different fields that physical therapists work in. So that's probably like the biggest diversification is just like the, the setting you're in kind of, right? Like, um, like a, a high school counselor versus a you know, mental health counselor versus a junior high counselor. You know, there's a ton of different, obviously. Yeah. It's probably a bad example but there's no that's a really good example that makes it like okay I understand more because I think of like you work with like chiropractors which I mean when I think of a chiropractor I think of more of like eastern medicine versus western but I feel like PT kind of meets in the middle is that is that a fair assumption or fair statement yeah I do think that's a good way to look at it and it's it's all I mean I think the thing that that can help is to think about what is alternative medicine? And typically it means like alternative to like what, we, what we've done in the past, which is like you go to a doctor, they prescribe you medication or they like do surgery or something like that. It's like non-invasive kind of way to treat something. So in that regard, it's more similar to like chiropractic or massage, acupuncture. You're not doing something like, you're not giving someone a prescription or performing a surgery. Um, you're fixing the underlying issue. You, yeah, you're trying to fix the underlying like physical or neurologic issue if, if possible, right? Totally. Um, okay. So same with chiropractic, kind of same goal, done in a different way. So. Well, I love it. I love PT. As it relates to runners, because I think like may, at least I'm thinking a quarter of my audience is runners. I'm still learning it. The analytics are confusing. But yeah. for the runners out there, what common, and I don't know how many of your patients or clients you've worked with are runners, but like what common running issues do you see? And like, what, what are some things that runners should be doing just generally to stay healthy? Yeah. And I was thinking about that. So there's a, there's a cup, there's obviously tons, but I think it helps to separate it into like to the two groups of like, is it a performance issue? Like, do you want to get better at running, but you're not having pain? or are you having pain with the running, right? Um, and like gait analysis and switching certain things and addressing impairments in someone's gait can be very useful uh, for performance. And I've done decent bit of that and I enjoy doing that. That's also like really, really hard to do virtually. <laughs> so totally. you're probably gonna go to a specialist, someone in person, um, but simple things like ankle tightness can change your entire gait pattern and make you turn your toe out, which changes your stride, which changes a ton of stuff. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of things that you can do to improve the performance of your running in PT. So that would be like the one side of it that I've that I've worked in and treated. And then the other side is like your more common stuff, like I want to get back to running. <laughs> but I'm having pain running. Right? Yes, I, very relatable. <laughs> Those are my people, right? That's like who I, that's like the <laughs> probably number one client's out. And that's also like, 
I'll get into like some examples I thought of, but it's also like what I think you're doing on this podcast and what like the people that I like collaborating and working with is they want to help people return to moving and return to doing what something like. movement based. Yeah. yeah. And why do we, why do we care? Why do we want to do that? Cause we've seen the effect that like exercise and movement can have on someone's life, their health, their confidence, their mental health. Like they I feel so strongly that I want everyone to be able to be active. It's like, I will help support anybody being active, but it can be really tough if you're in pain, right? Like yeah. it sucks if you're in pain. So that's kind of like the specific angle that obviously I look at it from. Um, but some examples of running stuff that I've seen with posture, I don't know. I'm debating like if we get into that because it might be like a more visual thing, but I don't know if you, if it would be helpful if like, or if you have more specific questions of like pain you've had with running. Yeah. So something that I deal with all the time, I have pain in my, mostly my left shoulder and it's like my entire shoulder blade. It's like mostly like around the shoulder blade. On the inside of the shoulder. But yeah, on the inside of the shoulder, I just, all I want is for someone to just like dig their fingers into that area and just like hold it there. And so I took a lacrosse ball and I kind of just like rolled it like on the ground around my shoulder blade. And it's actually feeling okay right now post run, but with somebody with like upper back pain, what would you recommend doing? Yeah, I think that's actually a really good example of, yes. of a very like key thing to understand with, with the posture. And a lot of times, this is obviously like, I'm assuming just looking at your posture. Yeah, you are slumping a little bit, right? I get up every time you go. What the activity is, right? It involves like a repetitive arm swing. And so there's some upper body demand. And then what you're feeling, right, is like a sensation of tightness. Mm -hmm. And you feel that like angry, tight muscle. And you want to like rub it, rub it, rub it, rub it, rub it. But in reality, if you think about it, like if a muscle in your back between your shoulder blade and your spine, and you're always slumping, that muscle is being stretched all the time, right? It is always on stretch. Yeah. And so you feel like it would feel good to rub it and stretch it. But what's probably happening is it's overworked. And so you go run and you're pumping your arms, like whatever amount of times the run cycle would be per, per mile. Um, that muscle's working, working, working. It's not strong enough because you've been kind of letting it be relaxed and lazy. And then it's like huge demand and it's really angry. In the short term, yeah, it feels good to like do some soft tissue work. But the long term would be like, can you get your running posture in that nice neutral? And can you build up strength in your scapular retractors, which is just those shoulder blade muscles that run in that area you're talking about? Okay. So that they, they could hold that demand while you run which is pretty common like issue that sense of tightness when it's actually weakness and overuse. So I need like a strong ass back. Mm-hmm. Best way to think about it is just a strong ass back. Yeah. Wow. Okay. The way you said it and painted that picture just like really spoke to me. So I feel like I need to, I don't have a gym membership right now, which I feel like a lot of people may be in that position, but you're doing a face of like, you don't need a gym. hundred percent. Don't need Yeah, no. Yeah. I think that's like, too, is like access some content about like some basic strengthening for, for those muscle groups. And there's a ton of stuff you can do at home with no equipment, minimal equipment. 
So that is definitely not like a, like a limiting factor. Well, that's good to know. And when I'm successful in my business, I will work with you to make sure that I'm keeping up on it. <laughs> I like it, girl. That's cool. Yeah. And I mean, you come from a background of, I know we mentioned in the beginning, like you played soccer in college. You, you ran, you did like a ton of sports in high school, actually. I remember track was a big one for you and it's obviously soccer, but you, you come from a running background. And so I feel like you, did you ever have any issues? I mean, you dealt with something in college, no? I tore my ACL, but. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't know that. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that was from somebody running into my knee, so not really a running problem. Um, you know, I think I was so young that I didn't ever notice issues yeah, with running. The same, I guess, at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but now I do. Like, <laughs> so, I'm not a perfect runner by any means. Like, I'm not a great, I'm not a good runner. So I can, I can understand completely that the difficulty of, uh, of running. <laughs> Right. I, and people tell me all the time, they're like, how are your knees not ruined? Or like, how can you do this lifelong? And you do see people and running like as the sport is getting older and older because more people are understanding what they need to do to continue to do it their entire life. And it, mm -hmm. it's kind of like golf. And I say this a lot. It's like you see people golfing like as they get older and it's a sport they continue on with. You see runners in their 70s. You see runners like exponentially older and older as time goes on because they're learning the techniques that they need to, you know, continue on. And I think a big thing of that is like, if you are a runner who wants to do it lifelong, like you need to look into learning, maybe working with a physical therapist to understand what you need to do to do it lifelong. And so, yeah, I, I give you props for what you do because I kind of wish I would have gone into that field sometimes. <laughs> you would have been a great physical therapist. I would, I want to mention though, like people often cite like, oh, well, you're going to get like knee osteoarthritis. You're going to get knee arthritis from running. Yeah. The knee that, thing. Tell us. Yeah. And that like evidence is super sketchy, but you want to know what like will guaranteed to give you knee arthritis and like a million other issues. Wearing Nike freeze. That yes. And being <laughs> obese, right? So I yeah. absolutely hate when people try to discourage people from running for like the like sketchy possibility of one study that says like you could have knee arthritis when it's like we know that people moving and getting exercise is like going to be way better in so many ways. So it's like I just that when people tell me that I'm like that is the worst argument to like try to yes. discourage someone from running like yes. it just doesn't make sense to my brain but you're thank you for bringing that up because that's always been like a big thing on like runner's world and different like running publications. I always pull the, the, the studies that show runners have better knees than the yeah. average person because yeah. they're moving, they're staying active. And so for you to say like running is going to hurt your knees, it's kind of like very conflicting. And you also have to weigh like, okay, I, I'm in that camp too. And the literature I've seen is like, it doesn't give you increased chance. Okay. Let's say it did. So you ran your whole life. You're in great health. Your knee has arthritis when you're 70. You know, it's really easy to get a knee replacement, and they're really good. <laughs> you you know what you can't do if you're obese and you're 70 and you've damaged your heart, you've damaged your vessels, you're completely deconditioned. Like there's no quick fix for that. Like you're so yeah. much better off to have 
great physical health and knee pain than like terrible physical health. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like preach. And I take yeah. you seriously because you said the word literature. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's common sense, but it's too, it's like, if someone could prove you wrong, it's like, that's one thing, but it's like a weird argument based on like theoretical assumption of like load would be bad, but it just doesn't really make sense to my brain. But yeah, that's, that's, don't get me started. Cause this is what I, this is what I think about a lot. So I mean, I'm the wine just to... opened and Drew is just like, I'm about to tell you guys what's it, going it on. It is frustrating though. And I'm sure you run into it too, but it's just like anything to discourage people from moving, like bothers me unless it's like really well thought out. Oh my God. Thank you for saying that. Cause absolutely same. I mean, I can't even explain how much I agree with that statement. So I'm just going to stop there. But, okay, Drew, thank you so much. You're one of my favorite friends. Eh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're one hey. of my favorite friends from Chico. You really are. You made a really big impact on my life, and I love you so much. And thank you for sharing your expertise, Dr. Haley. Yeah, even if you have questions about something else, I'm good at finding people, uh, people who can help them. So if you need uh, help finding someone good to help you, I can do that too. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks, Drew. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Ah, so much fun catching up with Drew. Yeah, that was awesome. He's so successful and I'm so happy for him. But anyway, I hope you guys are having an excellent week. And if you're not, start it on your good foot, you know? And if it's not a good foot, Drew will help you fix it. I will talk to you later. Okay, goodbye. 